Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food? Or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you? Or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Perhaps you have noticed as of late, not necessarily at this service, that the waters of baptism have been flowing and churning here at the Chapel of the Cross. We recently had a streak of four consecutive Sundays in which we had a baptism. The font has been full and so have our hearts as the Holy Spirit has sealed and marked as Christ's own forever four precious babies this past month. With every baptism comes the opportunity to renew baptismal vows. So there were four consecutive weeks in which I renewed those vows that remind us of our own baptism and that we too have been sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Last weekend, I had the chance to return home to St. Paul's Meridian, where I served as a spiritual director for happening number 86 in the Diocese of Mississippi. At the opening and closing Eucharist that weekend, the renewal of baptismal vows was a part of those services. So, within the past month, if you count it, I have renewed and renewed and renewed and renewed, and renewed, and renewed again my baptismal vows. With all this renewing I have done this past month, one of those vows continually sticks out to me. Perhaps it sounds familiar to you. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Again, our response is always, I will with God's help. The question is so simply asked. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? There are no exceptions to it. There is no parentheses stating otherwise. There is no fine print to be found. There is no asterisk with a footnote at the bottom of the page. There is nothing directing us to another page in the Book of Common Prayer where a list of exceptions to this question may be found. The answer is so simply stated as well. I will with God's help. Again, no exceptions, no parentheses, no 
fine print or footnotes, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is quite clear that in order to fulfill this baptismal vow, we cannot pick who to serve and we cannot choose who to love since everyone bears the image of Christ within themselves. But of course, we are human, aren't we? We have our prejudices, we have our fears, we have our insecurities. We are capable of hurting others and being hurt by others. So in order to serve and love all persons, we need strength. We need courage, vulnerability, and dare I even say it, forgiveness in order to fulfill this vow. This is why we cannot do it alone. We need God's help. So today, there were no baptisms. There was no renewal of baptismal vows. But once again, I am reminded of this vow today. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? And I blame our gospel lesson today for this reminder. Many weeks ago, we heard the disciples ask Jesus to tell them, Lord, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Two parables, many, many predictions, a lot of words, a lot of imagery and symbolism, and two chapters of Matthew later, Jesus ends his long-winded answer to their question with our gospel lesson today, which once again speaks about judgment. But do not let that scare you. I cannot stress enough that God's judgment is a good thing. It is not a spanking, a chastisement, a finger pointing, a shaming, nor is it something to be feared and shied away from. But rather, God's judgment takes what is broken and makes it whole. God's judgment makes new what has been ruined. God's judgment takes what is withered and breathes new life into it. God's judgment gives peace to chaos. God's judgment is the inbreaking of God's rule on earth. And I believe that is something we all look forward to and should not shy away from. Of course, we as Christians hold strongly to a belief that God's judgment will come with Christ's return. And so we are called to keep awake and alert until that good moment arrives. However, I am brought back once again to that baptismal vow that keeps penetrating my mind. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? You see, this baptismal vow seems to suggest that Christ is already here among us. It suggests that his coming is not something to look forward to that will happen, but it is something to be recognized now. It is something that is happening right now, in this moment, perhaps even in front of our eyes. It is not something that is merely a future event, but it is a present occurrence. Christ's answer to the goats in our gospel lesson today only solidifies this belief that he is already here among us when he says to them, I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. 
sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then again, in his answer to the sheep, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. What is striking is perhaps that the sheep and goats both both asked Jesus the same question. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty? And when was it that we saw you a stranger or naked? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison? The sheep and the goats alike fail to recognize Jesus. The sheep, although they are commended, do not recognize Jesus in those they serve. And the goats do not recognize Jesus in those they refuse to serve. If we take seriously our baptismal vows, and if we take seriously what Jesus says to the sheep and the goats, then we should take seriously the image of Jesus Christ in others and in ourselves. If we take seriously our baptismal vows, and if we take seriously what Jesus says to the sheep and the goats, then we should take seriously that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ the King is already here among us. If only we should seek and serve Him and see Him in all persons, loving our neighbor as ourselves. I was the treasurer of my seminary class for three years. One of my routine errands was to run to the bank and make deposits. While doing this, I would often find myself standing in a very long line. Once, while I was standing in a very long line, I met an inquisitive gentleman who dug away at me until he unearthed the fact that I was a first-year seminary student. After ribbing me because he had his Ph.D., while I was only seeking a master's degree, he disclosed to me his avowed atheism. He said to me, You Christians, when you serve others, you do it because you want God to reward you. I, as an atheist, serve others, expecting, expecting nothing in return, either from those I serve or from a God. Saved by the teller, because I was next in line, thank goodness, I didn't have to offer a rebuttal to this gentleman. But I have often thought about this conversation since then, and if I could go back, I would tell him that what separates him, an atheist, from me, a Christian, is that he fails to recognize who it is he is serving. He is like the sheep in our gospel lesson, Serving others, yes, but failing to acknowledge that it is Christ he is serving. This is what makes him an atheist. He cannot see the image of Christ in others. And then I would proceed to tell this gentleman that we as Christians are called to seek and serve Christ first and foremost. And there is no better place that Christ can be sought and served than in another person. So friends, on this Christ the King Sunday, Jesus is here. His presence I can see on many faces. May we seek and serve Him in others with God's help. Amen.